Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. At first blush, there might seem to be no connection between fear and the role it might play in relationships. Yet, in fact, fear is very relevant throughout the entire life cycle of intimate relationships. In this episode, we'll take a look at the particulars of this reality. Connecting deeply with another human being is an inherently risky undertaking. Even before we've met and started to get acquainted with someone, we may have concerns over our attractiveness and adequacy in the eyes of that person over whether our desires for a relationship will be reciprocated, over whether we are accurately perceiving what that person is truly like, and many other possible concerns. We humans are complicated, and we are often careful about what we reveal and to whom. Not surprisingly, this opacity impedes our ability to determine the likelihood of a good fit between us and a prospective partner. As a consequence, the early days of pursuing a new intimate relationship often play out as shots in the dark. As we've noted in other episodes, fear is a natural counterbalance to our drive to explore promising opportunities that might benefit us. Fear and the pursuit of opportunities sit in opposing pans of the balance of our decision-making process. Fear motivates us to attend to the potential costs of a decision, just as opportunity focuses us on evaluating the potential benefits. Fears and concerns are not an inherently bad thing. Well-considered fear serves a useful purpose in guiding or biasing our decisions. It's only when fear is allowed to grow out of rational proportion, or when it becomes an ongoing drag force in our life, that fear should concern us. Let's briefly review the six states or stages that I've proposed for the life cycle of a relationship, noting that relationships don't necessarily progress linearly through these stages. First, there is seeking connection, during which a person is receptive to creating meaningful new connections. Second is first impressions, or attraction, during which a person perceives attractive or unattractive traits in various relationship prospects, but without the benefit of interacting with those people yet. Third is exploring, or deepening, a usually extended relationship phase, during which the partners learn about each other by sharing experiences and meaningful conversation. Fourth is bonding, during which the partners develop emotional attachment to one another and make conscious decisions to invest in developing their relationship. Fifth is fading, during which various factors and occurrences can erode the strength of a relationship. And sixth is morphing, during which a couple change or potentially end their relationship in response to the causes of its fading. If morphing results in a breakup, one or both partners often find themselves back in the seeking connection state. In this episode, we'll consider the early stages of a relationship to include the seeking connection and first impressions stages. Established relationships encompass the exploring and bonding stages, and the late stages of a relationship include the fading and morphing states. We're looking for new relationship partners, it's not uncommon to have concerns or fear over whether we're presenting ourselves well. This is an opportunity for our latent self-doubts to emerge. The stories about ourselves that we've absorbed from childhood influences, such as parents and teachers and friends, can shape how we present ourselves to others. If we've been told that we're unattractive, or overweight, or clumsy, we're likely to act accordingly, often to our disadvantage. 
Self-confidence and self-knowledge are personal traits that usually take years to develop. They require exposure to life's challenges, as well as honest and extended self-reflection before those traits can blossom. For many, achieving self-confidence and self-knowledge remain lifelong challenges. Realistically assessing ourselves in adulthood presents us with an opportunity to discard irrational or unrealistic fears about ourselves while striving to gracefully accept our limitations. In addition to fears rooted in self-doubt, the early stages of a relationship also present us with potential fears about prospective new partners. We may see them as unavailable or uninterested, leading us to avoid contact, and thus making connection impossible. Again, life experience helps us hone our understanding of other people, giving us a more accurate perspective on others. The more realistically we can assess others, the less cause there is for us to fear opening ourselves for contact. Once we've successfully opened a relationship, we're able to learn about a partner and share about ourselves with them. The longer that process proceeds, the deeper and more emotionally vulnerable our interactions with that partner are likely to become. Going deep in that way can get scary. As we become known to our partner in depth, we may well develop concerns over whether we're good enough in their eyes to be worthy of their love and investment. Good partners validate and encourage one another, hopefully preventing any self-doubts from becoming overblown. The need for ongoing reassurance is especially important to those who have an anxious attachment style. In this way, fears of personal inadequacy can be kept in check. During the bonding phase of an intimate relationship, both partners are ideally all-in, in terms of vesting themselves in the relationship. Those who have bonded through attachment are very focused on nurturing the us of their relationship. In that state, both partners are very vulnerable to one another. Because of the importance that bonded partners place on their relationship, they are likely to constantly be on alert for disruptions or threats to the relationship. In such a frame of mind, one partner's bad day at the office or feeling under the weather can be misinterpreted by the other as a problem with the relationship. Such a fear is not irrational. Challenging things can and do happen. However, building mutual trust through frequent positive interactions can go a long way toward reducing the perceived level of threat of a relationship hiccup. In addition, well-honed communication and negotiation skills can help a couple realistically assess and resolve most relationship threats. As we've previously noted, relationships evolve, and even rock-solid bonded relationships can experience a decline in emotional and or physical connection over time. As the dictum goes, there is nothing certain but change, much as we might wish otherwise. Change potentially rocks our boat, and thus is often unwelcome or even threatening. Sensing that a valued relationship is fading can of course stir up fear. We may recognize that if our perceptions are right, and if we don't do something to address the cause of the fading, the relationship may ultimately decline or even die. Such a fear is not irrational. It can serve as a needed and helpful early warning signal that something is amiss and requires our attention. Again, good communication between partners can help diagnose whether something is off track or not. Communication can also reassure both partners about their commitment to collaborate in fending off threats to their relationship. Often, that mutual reminder of their joint commitment may be enough to get the partners through the perceived threat to their relationship. In the late stage of a relationship, it's possible that the relationship is no longer sustainable in its current state, fading. Betrayals or breaches of trust are examples of occurrences that can push a relationship past its breaking point. It's also possible for partners to grow in different directions, eventually leaving them without enough common shared ground to sustain a bonded relationship, 
In such cases, a fundamental change to the relationship becomes inevitable. Changes, and especially changes to a valued, deeply vested relationship, are likely to cause understandable fear. Partners who retain sufficient love in their relationship may be able to collaborate in changing the nature of a relationship rather than risking losing it altogether. For example, it might be possible for them to transform a romantic relationship into a platonic but still meaningful one. Doing so requires honest and caring conversation and decision-making, and may still prove impossible even with those. Unfortunately, many relationships that progress far into the fading state are too infirm to be reoriented and thus saved. For such relationships, the only resolution may be to dissolve it. Such a resolution realizes the deepest sorts of fears that one can have about investing in a relationship. While that possibility is inherent in any intimate relationship, it's counterproductive to let fear of such an outcome paralyze us. By keeping fear on a leash as a useful feedback signal about our relationship health, we can instead focus most of our hope and energy on finding and nurturing healthy deep connections with the precious people in our lives. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion, and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. <laughs>